When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Now, anybody who's uh, paid any attention at all knows that we're in a pretty uh, big right to repair, uh, call it a fight, call it a battle if you want. Uh, there's certainly been some opposition to it from some sectors of the automotive industry. There's been some wins, some pushback and whatnot. In Canada, we've had some really good progress on the right to repair file over the last uh, year or two. Uh, but with me today is Alana Baker from AIA Canada, who is uh, basically in charge of the file with the government. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Alana. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Great to be here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, there was a lot of activity, uh, you know, uh, last year uh, to push forward the files. It had a couple of bills making their way through Parliament. Um, now we've had a break, uh, uh, you know, over the holiday season. Uh, and as, as uh, you know, the Parliament goes back into session, uh, you know, I'm, I'm left wondering, where are we at now? So uh, where are we at? Sure. Let me give you a bit of an update. You're you're right. They we have had a little bit of a break. Um, in fact, Parliament just resumed um, yesterday on, on January 30th after uh, after a holiday break. Um, in the fall, things certainly ramped up. As you mentioned, we do have a couple of federal bills um, before Parliament as we speak. Um, but I do want to also touch on uh, our Parliament Hill Day that we held uh, and then get into some of the bills, because back in mid-October, we did host a Parliament Hill Day. Um, it was AIA Canada's first in, in over five years, um, and it, it brought 20 uh, senior leaders from within uh, the industry from across the country to Ottawa, where we met with uh, 50 federal decision makers, um, with uh, a breakfast and face-to-face and, uh, -face meetings um, to discuss uh, the top issue of concern for, for the auto care sector, of course, which is um, the right to repair. Um, I would say that overall MPs and, and senators that we met with were very supportive. We are uh, quickly mobilizing and, and have been to capitalize on the momentum because momentum is continuing to grow. Um, but the goal of that was, of course, to achieve two key objectives. One was to um, strengthen, you know, the awareness of the industry uh, and the association's profile, um, and and generate traction uh, on on our uh, top advocacy issue. Shortly after that Hill Day, in fact, is when we appeared before um, the House of Commons Industry Committee. Um, the committee is currently studying one of those bills that we mentioned, Bill C two four four. Uh, which is an act to amend the Copyright Act. That is the current right to repair bill that is moving through the process uh, within Parliament. This is the avenue by which uh, Minister Champagne, our, our key minister on the file, is collecting uh, feedback and the government is collecting feedback on the right to repair to see where we're going to go next. Um, the automotive aftermarket supports the intention and principles behind this bill. 
it's not a bill that's specific to the automotive sector. It is it is more broad, um, but it is a step in the right direction when it comes to leveling the playing field for service and repair of, of consumer goods. So it's not just, you know, obviously that's important for, for our sector, but it's also important for others. What this bill does, in our view, is it presents an opportunity to ensure that Canada is aligned with other leading jurisdictions. As I said, momentum is growing not only in Canada, but all around the world uh, when it comes to consumer choice as we adapt to uh, increasingly connected vehicles that are on our roads that are going to need repair services. To that, you know, so this this bill is, is part of the entire equation. It's not the full equation. Um, and to that end, we do believe that there are some amendments that can be made to the bill that would strengthen its uh, intention and that would truly pave the way for the right to repair in Canada. So when we appeared before committee, we did present um, these amendments. We do think that parallel changes to the Competition Act would help to reinforce the manufacturer's requirement to allow access to the diagnostic and repair information. Um, and that bill is heading for clause by clause consideration um, at the committee um, you know, early in the new year is what we were told. So anytime now is when it's going to go to clause by clause. Um, and then once it gets through um, at the at the House stage, it will move over to the Senate side and then it will have to go through the through the process there. So it's moving in the right direction, but uh, we're we're you know actively engaged with with the House, with the Senate side as well uh, to see this through. Sure. What you know, without getting uh, too much into the the weeds, um... You know yeah. what? What's uh, what, what sort of amendment? Uh, like, what's the direction of the amendments you're looking for? Where does the you know that current copyright uh, uh, you know update bill uh, fall short as far as the automotive aftermarket is concerned? Yeah. So, so the current bill, um, you know, with with new vehicles transmitting data wirelessly um, from the vehicles to the manufacturers, we need to ensure that any right to repair legislation uh, eliminates manufacturers from circumventing the sharing of data through new digital locks or requiring further technology to access the vehicle data um, and in fact creating more barriers to independent repair shops from competitively servicing connected vehicles. There are still some loopholes um, that can be that can be exploited with this bill. So the parallel changes that we are suggesting to the Competition Act, um, it mirrors what we saw with Brian Massey's bill, Bill C-231, that was introduced um, last year as well. That bill has unfortunately stalled, um, but there are some good pieces in that bill that we think can uh, be, uh, you know, that can be taken into account to strengthen the current bill. Um, and it's it's amendments to the Competition Act that would help ensure that manufacturers are not able to circumvent the sharing of, of data. And so we propose, you know, a new section be added to a specific, you know, element of that bill um, that includes some of those pieces to avoid, um, you know, and and um, eliminate some of those loopholes that we see with the current bill. Right, right. So, the, I mean, the strategy or the intention here is to ensure that, you know, as something moves through, uh, you know, even though, you know, we don't call it a right to repair bill uh, because of the way it's structured, that it doesn't just... Mm -hmm. Uh, leave, a, you know, as you say, like a gaping loophole that then gets exploited, which leaves us, you know, in no better position down the road because of, because of that. Is that uh, kind of a fair assessment? It is a fair assessment. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, this bill, exactly. It's not the it's not the right to repair bill that we are going to need to address all of the issues specific to our sector, you know, particularly when it comes to 
vehicle telematics um, and enforcement and, 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 you know, all those pieces. But this, this is one step that actually um, will have to occur either way. I mean, our, our Copyright Act and our Competition Act, for that matter, are both outdated um, and they do need to be updated. So in order to achieve the, the piece that we are looking for, um, that's going to make sense for our industry, we have to see these pieces in advance go through. Um, and so that would help strengthen, you know, so that we don't have to go backwards again um, and and fix what we can fix now. Right, right. I mean, I guess from my standpoint and perhaps for some of the folks, uh, you know, listening, you know, they've heard a lot of the um, uh, activity south of the border in the U.S. And there's very specific pieces of legislation have been pushed forward that are, you know, very right. exclusive for, you know, the right to repair automotive issue and uh this broader approach is that sort of consistent with the way things are done through parliament here anyway just having like kind of a broader approach to things you know i do our uh, government likes to do it that way um because they you know this is an issue obviously that touches many sectors um i think the risk is when when we when we look at a more broad piece of legislation there are opportunities for you know things to be missed that are specific to various sectors. Um, I will note that you know particularly with this bill, you do have some sectors who are saying, well, we need to be excluded for this reason or you know whatever the case may be. Um, so you know it is our job as industry to hone in on where those gaps are so that we can you know bring those forward to government and say, look, this is one piece, but this is very specific to our industry and it can't be missed and here are the reasons why so we are pushing for um you know standalone legislation um for example we saw this done uh in the us with the federal repair act they call it that is specific to the automotive industry and that would address all of those you know critical points um that affect you know the automotive uh aftermarket sector specifically Right, right. But as a, in, in the meantime, you know, this this would go a significant way uh, towards achieving our, our goals for the aftermarket. Then, Exactly. Yes. Right. Right. And for obviously this is, you know, uh, always to remind folks that that as much as the aftermarket uh, in, you know, through associations like AIA Canada uh, are pushing uh, forward right to repair at the center of the issue is, of course, the 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 driver, the car owner. Uh, yes. It's really their right to repair, not the aftermarket's right to repair their vehicle. Um, just you know, a little minor for context here that it is really important that that you remind yourselves that it's it, it's directed at the the rights of the car owner to repair their vehicle where they would like uh, to do so. So you're right. It is it is about their choice. It's ensuring that consumers have choice. Um, and that they continue to have access to uh, reliable and essential and affordable um, service and repair for their vehicles, right? Ultimately, it comes down um, to where they would like to take their vehicle at the end of the day. Right, right, right. And there's a whole lot of things that we've talked about before that will roll into that. Certainly, yeah, uh, in a lot of locations, uh, cities and smaller cities, smaller centers in Canada, you know, the, the car dealer network uh, just simply doesn't serve it locally. Uh, 
and and uh, you can even be in a, a big place like we were here in uh, Sudbury, Ontario, <laughs> uh, that no longer has a BMW dealership. Uh, so folks who own BMWs right. can either, uh, send their vehicle down uh, three hour draw three hours away. Uh, or right. uh, to to Barrie, Ontario, or uh, you know, uh, or they should be able to get it fixed locally, uh, competently, and, and the lo local repairs should be able to access the repair information for those vehicles. Again, no aspersions to BMW or anybody there. Just uh, that's the reality of it in the marketplace. That that. Uh, uh, you know, the kind of protectionism to, to keep that in the full, uh, you know, keep uh, car owners going just to the car dealer network is really, uh, you know, not a reasonable expectation uh, for for the Canadian geography, frankly. So, correct. Yeah. So um, that's what's going on kind of, you know, in the hallowed halls of Parliament in Ottawa. Um, but what can uh, folks in the aftermarket do uh, to help keep that ball rolling in the right direction. Sure. So um, just really quickly, what I can, you know, in terms of what's coming down the pipe, because this is what's going to, um, this is going to play a role in how our members can help. Um, first of all, I do want to say that we have been actively um, engaged with our global partners from around the world um, who are also, you know, fighting the, the right to repair fight uh, along with us. Um, we have successfully aligned uh, and AIA Canada has co-authored um, the first global right to repair position statement um, outlining 10 best practices for right to repair legislation um, because we know that governments all around all around the world uh, and communities are grappling with this issue. So we came together and we discussed that a global forum and a position was required was required so we could all work collaboratively and ensure alignment, um, which will help us collectively achieve our goals and also demonstrate to government that this is a global issue. Here's what we've seen that's worked well, what hasn't worked well. Um, and it also gives us better visibility and legitimacy. Um, so that's coming down the pipeline as well. Um, we're hoping to, to launch this uh, statement um, by March. Um, and you know, at that time, we're gonna be you know, looking for support to share it far and wide. So there's going to be more details to come on how our members can get engaged um, on that side of things. Um, in addition to that, as we continue on this trajectory to build some of that good public policy for the auto care sector, um, we have identified, you know, a critical gap in that we need more data. Um, you know, government's not going to move on this without some demonstrable evidence and third party credible data. Um, you know, evidence-based research is, is critical to our advocacy work, and it's going to help feed other key components of our efforts and our campaign. Um, so that work is also coming down the pipeline. Um, and again, there will be uh, more opportunities for our members to get engaged. In the meantime, as Bill C-244 continues to move through um, the parliamentary process, uh, there are a couple of things that, you know, our members and, and, and you know, the community and industry can help us with. And for one thing, we need stories. We need to hear um, from, you know, from folks what's happening on the ground. You know, what are the barriers that people are experiencing when they when they go to repair or service a vehicle and then they they hit a wall? You know, what's happening? Um, how does that impact you and your business and your customer? Um, and so we invite 
any and all, you know, a, a simple email or a phone call, whatever the case may be, to share your story with us so we can put that in front of government um, and say, look, here are all the case studies um, as to why the current voluntary agreement is not enough and why we need uh, legislation. If you visit righttorepair.ca, there are a number of tools and contact um, details on that website that can help, um, you know, help guide you. We encourage, you know, folks to uh, meet with their members of parliament, uh, send in the letter. We are going to be uh, launching more tools uh, in line with where Bill C-244, um, you know, moves as it moves forward. We're going to be doing a, a specific call to action um, to engage with their um, with their local members of parliament. Um, so lots more to come. Um, but in the meantime, if you visit righttorepair.ca, all of the details are there on how you can engage, how you can get involved. We also continue to update that website as you know new developments occur. But importantly, speak with your local MP. Why does it matter? See our website for tips, and also share our message on uh, on social media channels using uh, our specific hashtag Right to Repair uh, CA, um, identifying you know that consumers should have the right to choose uh, who fixes their vehicle and who can have uh, access to it. Yeah, so there's a few things there obviously you can do. I mean, uh, just to sort of slightly reiterate, uh, take a visit to rightrepair.ca. We'll put that link in the show notes, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, gather and communicate uh, your stories about any barriers. I, I know, uh, you know, a lot of certainly uh, uh, professional technicians, you know, they take some pride in being able to, you know, dig through the tough stuff and they have their networks mm. of folks who will help them kind of, uh, uh, you know, in their informal networks and whatnot. Uh, but the AI certainly sounds like it's really important to communicate those because, you know, when you have to phone even one of your informal network resources, there's a time factor in there. That's an efficiency uh, lost uh, in your repair there uh, that you might not, uh, you know, have to do if you had easier access to the information as well as your concerns about, you uh, um, you know what the what the future might bring because certainly you know as uh, we've all heard the access to the data uh is mm. uh being tightened uh in a lot of cases and uh, so it's not just about what's today and yesterday it's about what you're seeing and what you're hearing uh coming down the road so uh it's really important that uh, your local MPs uh know your concerns uh, uh you know and and know uh what a right to repair will mean for the ability of your local constituent of their constituents the car driving public uh to be able to stay on the road safely uh and efficiently and effectively uh, you know and, and keep their local economies uh, happening too so a lot of a lot of stuff is rolled in there for sure uh but there's certainly things you can do at the local level uh and uh, you know don't feel too divorced about what's going on uh, in ottawa this stuff all matters right you're exactly right. All politics is local. There is, I always say, there's a certain power in grassroots advocacy. You know, your member of parliament wants to hear from their own constituents um, and what's happening from within their own local constituency. Um, they want to help, right? And so we need to talk about, you know, what are those barriers that are affecting, um, like, like you said, locally, the, the constituents and consumers within the riding um, and within the region so they can help. Good so stuff. it's really, really important to talk to your MP. 
Yeah, excellent. All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, don't, don't be a stranger to your MP. Uh, call them up. <laughs> Visit them. They're out and about now uh, more than they ever were. I mean, you know, I think a lot of them will be back in Ottawa shortly. But uh, anyway, that's all great. Thank you so much, Alana Baker from AIA Canada. Uh, uh, mentioned, uh, take a visit to righttorepair.ca, uh, link in the show notes, uh, lots of resources there. Uh, reach out to uh, the association uh, if you've got uh, cases of uh, barriers to repair information, uh, big and small, all matters. All right, folks, thanks very much. Uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, uh, take care of your customers, the car driving public as well, and we'll catch you next time on the podcast. You're listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of chat integrated media. Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com.